The film and TV show is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Winter is coming. Hello and welcome to the Film and TV Show with me, Richard and Alex. Hello. Hello, mate. Um, so, <clears> if you haven't guessed, we are going to be talking about Game of Thrones. Now, both Alex and I were very, very uh, sad enough to <clears> get up nice and early this morning to sit and watch um, Game of Thrones season finale. I just want to point out that we didn't get up like in the same house no 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 we didn't we didn't no we didn't get up together we uh we did it separately in our own homes um and and watched the season finale of game of thrones so if you haven't seen the finale already please switch off now and uh if you're listening on the podcast please don't listen any further uh you've been given fair warning yeah um this is literally uh, th- th- this is it. Th- you know, we are going to be ripping it uh, this and going through. This is the end through. game now. This is the end game now. We are going to be oh. going through all of it. So, uh, fair warning. You've been given your, uh, you've been given your, um, y- you know, warning. your warning, basically. <laughs> fair you know. warning. Yeah, warning. that's it. So, right. So, let's just get cracking straight into it. So. Disappointed. Oh, disappointed. Deflated. Um a little bit shocked, uh, a little bit, a, a little bit angry that it just seems so, so rushed. They, frustrated. they, it's very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Um, I mean, since probably the Battle of Winterfell episode three, it's kind of taken a huge nosedive. Um, it's like the you know D and D got to the end of episode three and thought, shit, we've got three hours to finish this story off. We've still got to do this and this and this. Uh, And Mm. this episode, the finale, didn't feel like a finale. It was a real anticlimax. The only real real bit that made me kind of go, holy shit, was when Jon Snow killed Daenerys, which... That wasn't even a, a holy shit moment, though, for me. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, for me, it was. I I, I was like, oh, because I actually thought that that Arya was going to um, was going to kill uh, kill Daenerys. I I honestly thought it was going to be it was going to be Arya. Um, but after a, a very frank one to one with Tyrion, um, yeah. uh, you could kind of see that it was it, you know his mind was made up, and you know it was sealed with a kiss. Ironically, that was 
the scene between Peter Dinklage and um, Kit Harrington in that cell, where they're just discussing, was probably one of the better parts that I enjoyed. Yeah, it was a very, it was very well crafted. It's an impossible decision to do. It's like you kill the person you love, or you watch them turn into a tyrant. Yeah, but but that's the thing is over the last three episodes, D and D have turned Daenerys into a tyrant. Yeah, they in have the last li- two episodes. Yeah, they've literally turned her into the Targaryen version of Cersei. When worse. when you well yeah worse actually Cersei knew she was uh, she was evil. Yeah, or at least at the very she knew that she w- has done some evil things. Yeah. Whereas the problem with Daenerys is. She genuinely believed that killing all those innocent people was a good move. Like it was for the greater good. Yeah, and and when and when she was questioned on what if other people think something else is the greater good, and she retorted with, "They don't have a choice." Yeah, that that in itself is uh, that kind of sealed her fate. I think. Yeah, but it's um, so left field. Like, this it, comes out of nowhere for her. Yeah, it's, She's it, never, ever displayed this type of character where she's like, oh, uh, you have different opinions, you're wrong. Yeah, she's never, she's never been all the way up, even part of season seven. She was never this, that... Yeah. She was never that, that cocksure that she is right and everybody else is wrong. Um, and, 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 there, and the problem there lies with D&D is that they were both very... Lazy writers, well, you know. Not, it's not just that. I think generally Benioff, who is the one that writes, uh, his main accomplishment in life is X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. So that instantly shows you the quality of writing. I mean, he's he the man that gave fucking um, Ryan Reynolds. Or, or, so did or, mouth shut. So did mouth shut. Gave him flipping blades in his hand. And yep. made him telekinetic. So, yeah, you know, bravo there, Beinerhoff, whatever your name is. Um, but anyway, you know, it was it, it was a very poor ending. Uh, and we'll get to the, the main part of the ending, which really makes me unsatisfied. Oh. Really. Um, but let's just let, let's just revert to the end of, of season uh, of episode seven, where Arya's riding away I mean, on a horse. Episode five. Sorry, episode five, where yeah. she's riding away on a horse. And episode six opens with Tyrion walking through what is now basically a wasteland. Mm. Uh, and there is no, when when it skips to Arya, there's no horse. Like, did, no, she, did she ride no, the horse 10 yards and then get, get off, off the horse? And just let it go, yeah. And just let it go. It's kind of like, you know, you made this big thing about the horse, the white horse. And yet. I think it was symbolic that she was going to go west. I just think it was fucking bollocks, basically. Um, but, but yes, yeah, you know, um, this w- w- that bit we'll get to in, an, in a minute. Another but. thing, right? Um, Daenerys committed her Unsullied and Dothraki to the battle against the dead, right? Yeah. To my knowledge, I thought all the Dothraki died, like straight away in the first wave when they yeah. went in. Now there's hundreds of them. Like, do they breed yeah. like rabbits and like the Unsullied? I thought they were on the other side of the wooden barricades that uh, were lit up, so effectively yeah. suiciding uh, to save everyone else. Yeah. And then there's thousands of them. Like, enough yeah. that is a full-sized army. Yeah. 
just standing at attention. Yeah, exactly. And you just kind of think to yourself, hang on a minute, where where have all these people come from? Because they weren't in the boats, because they, they were all fighting, they were all doing their thing. Um, and while we're talking about the Unsullied, let's talk about Grey the Worm. complete assassination of Grey Worm's character. Now, yes, I know he saw his, you know, his, his bit of fluff get her head chopped off, but... I'm not being funny. His character literally did a full three six, a full one eighty. Mm-hmm. Like he's he literally was. I think it shows a reversion of his character, which necessarily isn't well isn't necessarily a bad thing, because that's what he was like before. Like he was softened effectively. You know, he was yeah. always the hard case and everything. And once Masande was taken away, he has. Res- re- uh, reverted to the pure just killer captain. Yeah, but I, I, I just don't see it, it's such a quick turnaround. My, my issue is that he just accepts that John's killed Daenerys. Like yeah. this is the guy, uh, this is the woman that freed the entire Unsullied army from yeah. slavery uh, and gave them hope and a future and a promise of a better world and. For whatever reason, I don't know how they managed to figure out that John killed her when Drogon yeah. took the body. I was a bit surprised at that, but apparently they did, and they just let John go to the the wall. And you can see, like obviously, that um, uh, Grey Worm is pissed off. Oh yeah, he's proper annoyed, and you can see that that when uh, you know when John is walking past. Yeah. But I want to know, A, how did they capture him? B, where did they put him? And C, who who told them that he'd killed Daenerys? Because there was no body because Drogon took it. I'm guessing John must have confessed. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's it would be. But that whole... Good old jo- Honourable John. Yeah, but that whole situation, that whole, you know, confrontation <laughs> was missing. That, that would have been great to have seen. It was like... Shit, we're running out of time here. We yeah. need to wrap this up. Fuck it. Let's just say that we, we've got, and he's a prisoner now, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what was it? Uh, three weeks later or something when yeah. Grey Worm's taking Tyrion yeah. out to it's... to meet the, the, the uh, cacophony of lords. Yeah. And um, it's just, uh, oh, I've come up with a new phrase, by the way. Genreable. Genreable. It's being stupidly honourable. <laughs> yes. Do you know what? That that's a great word. We'll copyright that yeah. right here, right now. Genreable. Don't be genreable. Um no, this the whole thing and then suddenly he's just like, Okay, let's go on a boat to Narth with the rest of the yeah. Unsullied. It's like he's just given up, she's dead, everything that he's fought for, he's fought the he's fought the dead, he's fought uh, you know, the the Golden Army, he's you fought know. Cersei's, he's fought he's li- they literally fought everybody, survived, and then he's fought yeah, oh, fuck no, it, she's dead now, I'm off. You know what's funny, though? Narth, in the books, is a poisonous island that only the citizens of Narth can survive on. Yeah. Which means <laughs> if he goes there, he's dead. He's dead anyway. And it was funny just because Missandei said, oh, we should go to Narth together. I don't know if she wasn't aware that other people can't survive on there or whether Pass. that was just her evilness coming through. I just mean, like when she said, uh, burn them all. Or no, Dracarys. Dracarys, yeah. So, it, it, it was good just... Job, yeah, you ruined it all. <laughs> yeah, you ruined it all. But it, yeah, it was. Um, it, yeah. Should we it, go over the things that we did like? Because there's a couple of things I liked in this. Okay, uh, I really loved the cinematography. 
Yes. I oh. absolutely loved Holy shit. the cinematography. It was spectacular. It's... I just, I was so in awe of the sets, the way that the the panning shots come mm-hmm. through, the way that the contrasting from the uh, the outside onto the inside. I thought that was There's th- one was specific brilliant. shot uh, where the dragon lands and Daenerys is walking forwards and it looks like she's got the dragon wings. Yeah. That was such a cool shot. That was epic. That um, really was. Yeah, and yeah, there's a lot of good shots. I would say uh, uh, my one of my like favorite scenes, John getting to see uh, um, what's it called, Ghost again. Yes, and actually like hugging and actually gives Ghost and, like, actually gives Ghost uh, a, a, a cuddle. cuddle and a pet, and you just think. Yeah, fucking right, right mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's done a lot of work for you. He's a good boy. He yeah. deserve, He's earned that flipping hug. Um, but yeah, I, I did like that. I I loved the. I really loved Peter Dinklage mm-hmm. in this episode. Oh, yeah. He was absolutely star. F- he he was head and shoulders above everybody. He was that phenomenal. Was he literally owned the screen when he was on it. It was, you know, from the very, you know, the walking through the streets of King's Landing to when he's walking behind Daenerys and he turns and confronts her and, and chucks the, the chucks the the badge from of, of the hand of the queen down and literally like stone-faced. He's yeah. literally like she's like oh yeah your your sister did this. He's like yeah but you burnt an entire city. Thousands of innocent people. Oh, well, she used him again. That's not the point. You know, everything that, that Tywin and... I freed my brother. And, yeah, and yeah. you slaughtered a city. Yeah, that was it. I mean, that was cutting. That yeah. that just there was brilliant. You freed your brother. You committed treason. I freed my brother. You slaughtered a city. It's just the way he delivered it was mm-hmm. so deadpan. It didn't even blink. And was, then it was... You could see the disappointment. It was it was like anger and disappointment that she'd done the one thing that he'd asked her not to do. Like, yeah. And that was the key thing. Like, he never expected her to be the one thing that would do that. Yeah. And uh, she did. Yeah, exactly. And the scene where he finds Cersei and Jamie's body... Oh yeah, that 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 was gut wrenching because you could really feel his pain. More, it was it was funny. He seemed to be more upset that Cersei was there, but I think it was when you when it pans out that Jamie's laying on her chest. It's it's the the, whole. It's his family. Yeah, as messed up as Cersei was, there is moments in the series where you can see that Tyrion actually still cares about his sister like she may not care about him but he cares for her yeah it's still family isn't it at the end of the day and that was obviously the straw that broke the camel's back because that's mm. when he goes up to confront Daenerys she takes him you know John tries to reason with her mm. um Grey Worm's going all fucking Freddy Krueger on everybody slitting <laughs> their throats and yeah. and whatnot and you know Daenerys is sticking by the well they served her they all need to die spiel and you just think Where's your compassion? Where's the woman who showed compassion? You know, she she killed. I I I think it was it was Tyrion in that that scene with uh, Jon Snow where he's like, you know, when she killed the slavers, yeah. they were bad men. This is this is the thing though, because 
people are using these examples as, oh, she was clearly crazy from this part. And it's like, no, that's foreshadowing. That is not alluding to something. That is just uh, saying that is a possibility. That's not confirming anything. No. Uh, And to suddenly come out of a left field uh, after so many times we've heard, uh, even in behind the scenes from the creators going, uh, Danny may be cruel uh, sometimes to our enemies, but she is not her father. She is not insane, and like yeah. all this, and, it's... and and then they turn her insane. Yeah, and it, and it's just, I mean, hats off to Amelia Clark. You know, let's not, you know, yeah, no, she, um, she did a fantastic job this last season. I think she did an amazing uh, job portraying, uh, like working with what she had. Yeah portraying what she did because there are moments where i'm like genuinely like oh my god she feels alone and upset and i can see that through her acting and uh you can see when she's like furious and going a little unhinged and like credit to where credit's due she did fantastic yeah she's done absolutely fantastic and you know she's and unlike lena heady she's earned every single penny (laughs) lena heady stands on her balcony Gets paid forty two grand a minute. Yeah, brilliant. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, eh, that's the main gripe I think I have with season eight. And to be fair, that's not even a gripe with Lena uh, Lena Headey. She's a fantastic actress. Oh yeah, but she was criminally underused. Uh, without a doubt, she was. She was in a no win situation where she was. Uh, you know, she she was literally the antagonist. It's like. She wasn't even an antagonist, though. No, no, but she in previous seasons she's been the antagonist. She's been, she's been, she's yeah. been the bitch. She's been, she's been the big baddie. It's, it's like, it's like having Thanos in Endgame, but chopping uh, off his arms and his legs and leaving him to sit in the middle of a field while everyone else does everything. No, it's it's like Thanos uh, in Endgame. If uh, if he didn't fight and he just watched everyone else fight. And then when things were going bad, he started to flee. Yeah. I'll and that would be so so disappointing to see the big bad just not do anything. I'm not saying Leonard Hedy had to pull out a sword and fight. No. I'm saying that... Uh, the writers could have given her... The character just wasn't there. Yeah. It was a placeholder. You could have replaced her with a cardboard cutout um, because there was no dialogue that was uh, coming out of her that no one else knew... Uh, there was no sort of plotting. Like, everything that Game of Thrones has been up until about season seven has been about dialogue. Yeah. And then this season, uh, apart from the very small few glimpses of it uh, that we got in, like, episode two uh, and episode four, I think, um, those were the those were the only moments where you're like, oh, I can see a little bit of Game of Thrones returning, and then no. And then no, it's like it gets snatched away from you. It's like they've forgotten the the whole bedrock of Game of Thrones, and the, it's like they've forgotten the Iron Fleet. <laughs> yeah, that just vanished into thin air. No. Like it, 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 yeah, it's just it, it's ridiculous. It's um, that my main gripe with the entire season eight is that it's rushed. Yeah, it's felt rushed, and we've said this loads of times at work. And the payoffs, right? The payoffs yeah. that should have been there that don't build to anything. What does it matter now? Like, in, in terms of looking just purely at season eight, not even at the seasons one to seven, 
what did it even matter about John's heritage? Because it doesn't come into effect at any point. No, it has. The only the only impact it has is on him taking Danny's life because he is a threat to her. Well, not but, even, no, but there's not even any payoff because at the end... It was and, more due to his honour and his uh, nobility yeah, than we, his like whether he felt endangered. Because yeah. I'm sure he probably would have let her kill him. Quite possibly, yeah. But he wouldn't let let her kill Sansa and, and no. everyone else in the North. And we'll, we'll get to that bit in a minute. Oh, um, oh Yeah, okay. we'll get to all of that in a minute. But it's... You know his his honor and his nobility come from he come from Ned Stark. Yeah, he was more a Stark than a Targaryen, and despite the fact and his protests that he did not want the Iron Throne, which coincidentally now no longer exists, thanks to Drogon's Drogon. inert ability to understand that his mother is dead, uh, so no fucker should get the Iron Throne. So he melts it. I. That is again. Um, I, I don't, that I don't get. That's a style over substance scene. That is a complete yeah. style of where, oh, we need an iconic shot. Let's have Drogon burn it and melt it. It's like, okay, but he's a dragon. Yeah. He doesn't understand the concept of thrones. Even if you're like alluding to the fact that maybe he, on some level, recognizes that Daenerys is dead because of the Iron Throne. I don't think he'd burn it to the ground. No, if anything, he would burn Jon Snow where he stood. Yeah. Which he doesn't do. Is that now you gotta think, is that because Drogon has an affinity with Targaryens. With Targaryens Maybe. and in effect with Jon Snow? Or is it because the writers got so fucking lazy and just wanted that iconic shot of the dragon burning the iron throne? So ergo, all of this has been for nothing. Like because I, there is no Iron Throne left. Like I said, I genuinely, like, this was before the final episode. I, was, I turned to you and I think I said, oh, you know John's going to have to kill Daenerys. How's he going to stop the dragon? And yeah. I think the writers went, oh. How is how, he going to stop the dragon? How is he going to stop? Oh, okay, he, he can't. Um, maybe let's just have Drogon fly away. With Daenerys tucked in his arm. And here's a question. Uh, th- these are many questions, okay, that, that I'm going to point out. Yeah. One, what is going to happen with Drogon? I would like to know. Yeah, because now he's... He's flying somewhere. He's a, he's a dragon flying on his own. Is he going to torch uh, torch kingdoms? Is he going to go and just like fly away and just never return? Is he going to lay eggs? Because it could be a she. No could one, be. No one knows. No one knows. Um, yeah, what happens to Daenerys' body? Yeah, I mean... And here's another thing. What the hell is up with John? Because I thought he was going to serve as the Night's Watch and then he went further north. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's let's touch on that. So for those for, let's get to the end in a little bit. So the the three weeks have gone by yep. magically. John's in prison. You've got the uh cacophony of lords sitting out. <laughs> you've got Sam did you, you've did got you see sweet Robin. I did the, see sweet, like, yeah, sweet Robin. Who's I, grown up. Yeah, drinking his mum's titty milk since he was <laughs> 10 clearly done him great. It's like drinking yeah. giant's milk, obviously. Um, so, But you've got uh, you've got four nobodies, Titty Boy. Um, you've got... Edmund Tully. Edmund, Edmund had, Tully. They wasted, they wasted valuable time on the final episode for a cheap Edmund Tully joke. Yeah. Yeah. 
you had Samuel, Samuel Tarly, you had uh, Brian, you had uh, Davos. Uh, Gendry Baratheon. Gendry Baratheon. Um, you had Sansa, Arya, uh, and Bran. Um, <laughs> and, and everyone there. And and then they, they march out. So the fucking Grey Worm marches out Tyrion. And they ask, where's Jon? Oh, he's in prison. That's the first thing that you know. It's been three weeks. Yeah. They're all sitting there. And uh, and then, you know, Tyrion is shot down for speaking. And then within 30 seconds... He's speaking again. He goes on a big tirade. Well, not a tirade. It's a big heartfelt speech about how they should pick their next leader and the leader should be picked. And, and then he picks Bran. Well, no, first off... Edmund Tully stands up and, yeah, and tries just, to take the, th- the throne. Th- yeah, and they're like... And everyone's like, oh, sit down. And then he knocks his sword against uh, a pillar and it's like, oh, ha, 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 it's so funny because he was always useless and now he's still useless. And now he's still useless. Even though he's gone through a massively traumatic ordeal yeah. and we should probably have a bit of a character resolution for him. But no, yeah, let, let's but no. make it funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, then, and then who else was it? It was... Uh, what's our uh, thingy? Uh, Greyjoy. Oh, Yara Greyjoy. Yara Greyjoy, who's like, no, John should die. He killed our queen. It's like, get over it. It's like, fuck off, twat. And you remember your brother died. Oh, do you do you even remember that? Do you even care? No, the Starks cared more. Both your of brother. your brother dies, actually. Well, you no, know, your brother and your uncle. Yeah, uncle. Yeah. Although I'm pretty sure she wasn't a fan. No. Um, What was it? It was... Yeah, it that whole brand... Stuff. Yeah, you know, that it's stories that make a good oh, king. And God. it's like, you know, who better than, than Bran the Broken, the boy who fell and lived? Who's He's better? In a... Oh, John Targaryen? Stark? Yeah. Who's got a clear claim to the throne? Oh, and Sam's bit, where he goes, maybe we should all vote, and they all laugh. And I'm like, that's not a bad idea. That's not, no, I was like, that isn't a bad idea. Like, you know, that, that's even in medieval society, I'm pretty sure you could host an election. Yeah, and then they were like, well, "Who's next? Well, I'll get my dogs to to vote." It's like, oh, oh yeah. Who are you, fucking America, circa 2019? Yeah, it's so Jesus funny. Christ. Those were forced comedy moments, and I was just like, no, I'm not it, having that. No, they, it was a very well thought out idea, and a, a good way that would have moved it forward, and actually given some payoff that the people could choose their next leader. But no, it's down to the rich privileged who all then decide on Bran the Broken to be king. And then... Uh, oh, oh, I forgot about this. Like, throughout the entire seasons, right, up to here, it's like, no, I'm not Bran anymore, I'm the three-eyed raven. Yeah, and then as soon as they go, do you want to be king? He's like, well, yeah, fuck, I'm Bran. <laughs> yeah, but it's like... And he's recovered, like he seems to have recovered his mind. Yeah, he seems to not be sudden. completely mental anymore. It seems so dodgy. And like, uh, but but it's like, will you, you know, if if we if we offer it to you, will you accept? Why do you think I come all this way? It's like, yeah, fucking. Since when can you see in the future? Well, it wasn't. I don't even think it was that. I think it was just. I don't know. It's like he expected it to yeah. be him. And the whole thing is. It leaves me with a massive sense of unease that they elected someone whose mind isn't even his own anymore. Yeah, his mind is... And, Fractured. And it, yeah, and it's no more... Like, there have been, like they said, hundreds of three-eyed ravens, uh, three-eyed crows, whatever, in the past, uh, and all of their minds are placed into brands. Yeah. Uh, and even the children of the forest were the ones to 
create the first three-eyed raven the same way as the night king was created yeah or similar yeah yeah and similar yeah to then say oh yeah you know who'd be great on the throne someone we have no idea who's uh what his moral compass is yeah because he can literally transform himself in you know and see into into the ravens and yet and it's this it's the throwaway comment where you've got the council so you've got oh, yeah, this the, you've got lord hand you've then got um flipping bron bron of blackwater who's now looking after the money which is like giving a, an alcoholic access to a bar yeah uh who also wants to who's happy to pay for money for a brothel but not fix the ships yeah because obviously it's better to uh get his dick wet than it is to actually it's build ships to get <laughs> to get to get food um yeah, you've then got Brienne of Tarth, who's obviously the King's Guard. Commander of the King's Guard. Commander of the King's Guard, because she's is, wearing the gold, which is pretty awesome for her, to be fair. I get that she's made King's Guard. Uh, I suppose technically she's the strongest fighter left now. So, yeah, I get that she's now commander. Did Podrick get a say in becoming King's Guard? Because, like, that's a pretty big choice. Yeah, to stick Podrick on King's Guard. I mean, he's. Being as good as useless. Well, no, not even that. Like he, you could see in the final season, he's gotten better with the sword, and that's fine. But the kid didn't really have much of a life outside being a squire, and then suddenly he's put into the king's guard. And I'm wondering, did he get that choice, or did Brienne command him to join the king's yeah. guard? Yeah, um, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, you've also got uh, Maester Samuel Tarly. Oh, here's another thing. Does Sam remember he's part of the Night's Watch? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he has he has a duty to yeah. go back to the Night's Watch after yep. he became a maester. He has not done that. He's remained in the Citadel uh, in King's Landing, and he's now he's now the Arch Maester, and he's fathered a child. Yeah. So by any means, no, 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 two children. No, he hasn't. He didn't father the first one. Oh, okay. That was. Uh, the, oh dear, that was the, the father. That was the father. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. no, that, that that's fair then. So yeah, so he fathered a child, which means if he did go back to the Night's Watch, he'd get killed. He'd get killed. Yeah, but he can't because he's now Archmaster in three weeks when he didn't even complete his first link on his chain. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. And then you've got who's the other one? Um, uh, I can't even remember who the other one is now. On, oh Davos Seaworth. Ah, Davos Seaworth. Yeah, he's in charge of the ships. Yeah, but he can he can only get the ships if the Master of Coin buys. If them. the Master of Coin does it, which is obviously Bron. Um, so that was funny. And uh, yeah, and uh, he asks, uh, Bran asks, any news on Drogon? Uh, and they're all like, no. It's like I'll find him. And it's like how? Well, because he can just fucking. Well, roll his eyes back and but how like i know uh, it's still it's still up in the air and like why would you even want to why why are you trying to find drogon yeah I, what use is it there, there there's absolutely no use because there's nobody to to actually control it you you know the only person that probably could is john snow who has uh has opt who has not opted he was told to go back to the night's watch however he gets to the night's watch and uh, Tormund is there mm-hmm. with all the wildlings. Yeah, the wildlings were like manning the wall for a yeah, bit. But there's only a couple of Night's Watch there. Like, I saw two, and they were the two that picked him up. Yeah. Uh, he then leaves the uh, the wall, 
to go into the wild. The wild, and he's wearing the Lord Commander's outfit. Outfit. Well, it could he, be a ranger outfit. Uh, no, it's it, it's very too. It's too similar to his old one. To his to the Lord Commander's outfit that he wore when he was Stacked. announced Lord Commander. So yeah. So it, is, is he Lord Commander because he you know the, why is the, the he going gate, north? Why is he going north? Why is he going with Ghost and Tormund? And the wildlings. Either that and, or he's abandoning the post as soon as he joined it, sort of thing. Which probably Bran foresaw, because he knew that he would. If, go, if he saw Ghost and the wildlings and Tormund, he would go with them. Because they yeah. weren't going to man the wall, because there's no reason to man the wall now. So my question is, is he going to become the king beyond the wall that Mance Raider was before? Quite possibly. Because the wildlings love him. Yeah. They know his true like heritage and what he's done and, and he, he's done everything for them so they would welcome him with open arms so quite possibly um these are so many questions that are left unanswered now and it's even worse yeah i mean why why is aria going <laughs> west i think maybe and this is purely like scratching my head thinking there may have been a throwaway throwaway line when she was very young that said what's west of westeros and she now decides that that's and, what she wants to do. She wants to yeah. go and find out what's west of Restoros. Like, this is... It was such a random thing. So random. Like, I, I just don't even understand it. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, that that whole end montage... Like, okay, where, I'm going to go be a pirate now. Yeah. Like, okay, sure. Yeah, I'm going to take one of Winterfell's ships. ships and its crew and sail west. Um... You've then got uh, Sansa, who hmm. kicks her heels in when Bran is being, you know, uh, sworn in. Boo-hoo, I'm not fu- made king, queen of the Seven yeah. Kingdoms, therefore I'll be the queen of one. Therefore, I want Winterfell to be a separate kingdom, as it has been for thousands of years, and Bran's like, okay. Here's the funny thing, though, right? It's, oh, how can we possibly be a part of a king like this kingdom anymore? Simple. Your brother, a Stark, is on the throne. Well, yeah, exactly. That's it. Like... The Starks are now on the throne of the Seven Kingdoms, but you're you're pretending that there's been such an issue when it hasn't really, has it? No. No, no. that she wants to be a queen in her own right, so yeah. she then defects the whole North into its own separate kingdom so she can become the queen in the North. And, and please list off the remarkable achievements that she did. Uh, she fucked... Fuck Joffrey. She didn't fuck Joffrey. No. Was it Tyrion? No. She She, didn't actually do anything. She got raped by Ramsay, and then she got the veil to uh, help out Jon. That's it. Oh, and she organised Winterfell whilst Jon was away. And she also stabbed him in the back by grassing him up for being Aegon Targaryen. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the throwaway throwaway line of, I'm sorry I did that. (laughs) Yeah. And he just looks at her as if to say, you're a fucking arsehole. Yeah. Yeah, it it was, uh, oh, I just, again, a character who had a little bit of an arc and should then have died. Just, Should have died. Should have died. Yeah, 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 absolutely should have died. Bran should have died. Like at that, on battle, uh, on the th- episode three, Battle of Winterfell. Yeah, yeah, when he was at the tree. Should have died. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. 
uh, and his and his you know right at the end where John's walking to the boat and he he sees him and he speaks to Arya and he says that she's not going south she she you know she's she's going west she's you know mm. when she said I'm going west I was like go west and started singing fucking pet shop boys in my head mm. and then um and then he speaks to Sansa who's just like you know rah, 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 I'm sorry literally and then I can't remember anything she says in and this. no it's cuz it's just blah uh, and then he bends the knee to to Bran, like your grace. He's like, I'm sorry, I wasn't there for you. You were where exactly you were supposed to be, and it's like, Ugh. Ugh. so dreadful. Honestly, I mean, it's it, it was just terrible. <sighs> and then he walked off to get on the boat to go back to Night's Watch, and he did that. Uh, Sansa gets her her crown finally. And here's my other question, right? Dario Naharis, do you remember him? Yeah, yeah. Imagine what he would do if he heard that heard that Jon Snow uh, killed Daenerys. He would sail for the uh, the Night's Watch. He would find Jon and he would kill him. Oh God, yeah. Uh, another thing that was left unanswered because she, yeah, he would definitely want to avenge Daenerys. There's, a, I'm surprised the Dothraki didn't want to avenge him. Forget the Unsullied. She mm. also freed the Dothraki as well. Not yeah, that she, she really united. freed them, but she, she she reunited them and she killed all all, all, all the cars. Yeah, yeah. So so why were they not up in arms? I know that they're probably primitive and savage. Well, as savage as they can be. Yeah, but but still, they they understand. I just and it it oh, just well, did anyone find out what why John was actually brought back? Like who brought John back from the dead? Like that was never addressed as to the Lord of Light. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea because there was a couple. <laughs> there was a couple of throwaway comments from Davos, wasn't there? Oh yeah, at the Battle like, of Winterfell. Oh, religion is only best served when it serves a purpose or something, and then once it's done, you have no idea. Yeah, and like, and he said, and he said, you know, that the Lord of Light hasn't shown his hasn't shown his face. I wonder if he ever will. If he ever will. Well, we've got our answer. Uh, no. no, like, no. It, yeah. It's. Did anyone expect for maybe Bran to become the Night King as soon as he sat, uh, got a crown? I did. I'll hold my hand up. I thought he was going to turn evils and this was going to be a secondary ploy where it was like, oh, just as planned. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, there's so many questions that that need to be answered and that have been glossed over. The The general consensus... Uh, having done a poll over Twitter and on Facebook, the general consensus is a 50-50 split. 50% are happy with it. 50% aren't happy with it. Now, in the wor- in the realms of Brexit, I demand that we do a poll again until I get the answer that I want, which <laughs> is it was shit and it, it was horrible. That's not going to happen. I it's mean, a 50-50 split. Some people are happy with it and content. Personally, I'm not. I'm not, I, I'm not happy with the ending. I see it as an easy route. Putting Bran on the throne is an easy route. It would have been better to have put John on the throne and have John leading with the Unsullied gone, the Dothraki gone, and having to rebuild Westeros. When I was on driving over here, I had five minutes, well, five, ten minutes to think, like, how would I have changed it? How would I have done it? Yeah. And here's what I came up with. John goes up to Daenerys and basically says, I can't I can't stand what you're doing. Uh, the path you're going down, I'm not going to follow. 
and um, the option he says is, I don't want the throne. I'm literally going to walk off. I'm not even going to remain in this country because it's so full of corruption, greed, and horror that I don't want to stay here anymore. I'm going to go, and I know you love me and I love you. Come with me. And that would have been the perfect opportunity for Daenerys to realize I've become the very thing I hated, which is a tyrant. I've done. She's effectively become her dad. Yeah, I've done unspeakable things I can't probably ever atone for. So, what's the best thing for me to do? Abdicate. Take the one thing I I want, which is Drogon, and just fly off with Jon. And I know that sounds kind of stupid, kind of romantic, but also she has the kingdoms in Essos. Yes. She has those, and she could quite easily rule those, and she did much better over there than she ever did in Westeros. Yeah, but it, and and that kind of ties into when she was standing in front of this thousand soldier army that appeared from nowhere with the Dothraki, where she's like, I won't rest until this whole world is at peace, and you are going to help me take it. Grey Worm, you're going to be my commander of war. It's like... That's a very apt choice of words to use there. Commander of war. Well, there's always on the small council, there's a commander of war. Yeah, but there's no need to be a commander of war if she wants peace. And Mm. like like John tries to reason with her, she's won. And what with Grey Worm, they've won. There's no need to, to fight anymore. They, she's won the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. That's what she set off for. At, at what point did she sit there and decide, actually... It's never enough. That's this the... isn't going to be enough. I think I need to rule the world. I think it was... One of the things that we've never got to saw was her actually sit in the Iron Throne, because she doesn't do it in this episode. No, she doesn't even sit in it, does she? She, and, she gets close, and she touches it. And you know what John would have been nice? In. Instead of her touching and smiling, sitting down, and you just see her, like, hate it. Like, yeah. literally, like, she's like, is this it? Is this all I've gotten? Like, an iron, a cold iron chair, and no one around. Yeah, and then she goes off on that spiel, doesn't she? Oh, I thought it would be made of a thousand swords of all, of a thousand people that my dad killed. That's a, that's actually a callback to the concept art. Yes. Because, like, it is much bigger in the books than it is in the show. Yeah, and, uh, and, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't even count to 20. And that's funny, I was thinking, like... How old was she? Like eighteen? Yeah, <laughs> she can like enumeracy is a, a thing. Like that's fine, but I never like did she struggle with three dragon eggs? <laughs> it's like how many dragons do I have again? One, One two, two, ten. ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, uh, yeah, it was just it, <laughs> maybe it was... that's that's where she keeps getting unsullied from. She keeps counting wrong. Being how many did I lose again? One, two, two thousand. Okay, I lost 2,000. Yeah. Actually, you lost three. You've still got a whole army. You've still got, yeah, magically, you've got a whole army <laughs> still still there. Even though they fought the undead, they've thought the, uh, the the golden armies, the the armies of the Lannister, the, the Greyjoys. Mm-hmm. You, you've literally, like, yeah, it's, it, it was, it, it's a complete anticlimax. And it's... But yeah, I know, would have... I'd rather seen them go back to like the ruins of Valyria, just her and John, and just lived out their days like completely without power. Yeah, just maybe helping people or doing something like that, and just you know trying to make amends for all the sh- the crap that they caused and the name uh, the 
the sort of fear that their name generates effectively. Yeah, yeah it, it would have been good. And then they could have gone the route of who do we want as, as king yeah. or queen? Because we don't have John anymore and we don't have Daenerys. They've literally just left uh, and there's a hole in the sort of power structure. Or they could have said, you need to let the people choose. Because she was all about the people, seasons one to six. Mm. She was all about freedom, all about giving them a choice. Are you sure as hell no if the people tro- chose as hell wouldn't have been Bran. No. Been like, who? Yeah, it'd be like, who is this guy in this... Wheelchair. This chair with wheels. Yeah, because a wheelchair isn't a thing for them, is it? They, they're, they're well, pretty... there's been previous crippled kings that used it. Only one, though. That's who he modelled it on, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. But... but I'm guessing a wheelchair is not a hard concept to... I, I, I don't know. Mm. You know, we are talking about... Why did, why did she not make armour for the dragons? <laughs> why, Richard? I mean, it's like, such a simple concept. Because like, the writers didn't have the budget to stick armour on already Richard, expensive if, dragons. If you were taking your kids into battle, would you get them some armour? Yeah. I think you would, wouldn't you? You'd yeah, get them I'd the armour armor. them to the absolute fucking teeth. Yeah, exactly. I'd make it so that they were impenetrable. <laughs> they might look stupid, but they'd be protected. Yeah. And except Daenerys doesn't care about her kids that way. She's she, like, yeah, uh, they're fine. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> I know. Oh, man. You, you've got the armour that she, well, it's not even armour, The when she steps out. She doesn't even wear armour. I know. She doesn't, and she's, like, vulnerable. I yeah. think there's even a comment from Tyrion uh, in season seven where he goes, like, one stray arrow, one stray, like, spear, and it could End your entire um, like d- uh, dynasty crusade or, or whatever, crusade yeah, or whatever. And she's like, "Oh, I'll take my chances." Like, no, you shouldn't. What's wrong with wearing some armor? Well, she's got dragons. She shouldn't fucking need armor. She got dragons. She can just fly. The, in the dragons sky. need armor, though. Yeah. She needs armor. Yeah. See now, let's talk about the dragons for a minute. Let's talk about how easy it would have been for her to skip over the whole burning of King's Landing and just go straight for Cersei and mm-hmm. literally just go straight for Because where is she going to go? She's in the Red Keep. She is literally 100 metres in the fucking sky with nowhere to go. There's only one route in and one route out. Why don't Daenerys just fly straight there, drop Drogon right inside, go up and have a tete-a-tete with Cersei? Why? Season 8, to me, seemed like it was trying to emphasise this one point, which is the impossible decision. Do I attack Cersei at the beginning of my campaign with my three dragons and my armies, decimate and just win right off the bat, but therefore not help Jon Snow and feel like a bad person for doing so? Or do I help uh, fight the army of the dead, lose two of my dragons... Uh, then, then I don't think she realised she was going to lose two of her dragons. I mean, no. I don't know. think she ever realised she'd lose anything. I mean, no, because she's she as, as a character, it become more and more evident that she was that arrogant and that self believing that she was untouchable where because she are had my dragons. <laughs> no, it's more like where are my elephants? Oh, I really wish there was elephants. That would have been cool. That would have been cool, wouldn't it? Except only to see them set on fire would have been a bit. It would have been a bit, yeah, but they didn't have the budget for that. They no. already had fucking Ghost and the dragons and everything else. They didn't have the budget for it. Poor old uh, Ghost. Poor old Ghost. Hey, he was a good boy though, and he still got his pet. He still got his hug at the end from John. Out there somewhere around. is Nymeria and her giant wolf pack as well. Yeah, 
So, like, at least there's two wolves that survived. Yeah, it's it, it seems that, that season eight kind of picked up from season seven and just thought, you know, oh, season seven was a bit poor. Season eight's gone, here, hold my beer. Mm-hmm. And literally just nosedived. It, it actually seemed okay. And it gets to the Battle of Winterfell and everyone's like, holy crap, this is like, you know. This is going to be awesome. And and then then the Night King dies and you think, what? Ah, okay, that's that's kind of fucked it up now. We've got like three hours left, but like Mm -hmm. this big, bad, immortal guy is is dead. Shit, what do we do now? And And then it just, it just tanks. Literally, it tanks hard. Mm. And it's like they've killed off the Night King because they want to give a couple of shocks. So, you know, you know, shock, the Night King's dead at the end of episode three. And then they've gone... Shock, Jamie, you know, lies with um, Brienne. <gasps> shock, they get together. Oh, wait, no. Oh, when, she, gotta... when she was writing in the book that he died for his queen, I was, I was hoping she was going to say, and fathered a child. That would have been class. Yeah. I, I would have loved to have seen her write that in there, that he'd fathered a child with her. I, I was hoping that she would have written about the Mad King. Yeah. And, like, finally put the truth out there that he saved thousands of innocent people. Again, another thing, another thing I absolutely detested this series, which was not this episode, but the last one, um, Jamie turning around to Tyrion and saying, oh, I didn't really care for the uh, thousands of innocents. I never cared for the innocents. Which is bullshit. Like, bullshit. You you killed the Mad King, you betrayed your honour, uh, and you cut his throat to make sure he wouldn't come back, and you killed his pyromancers. You wouldn't do that if you didn't care about them. Yeah, and you certainly wouldn't do that when you know that he's using the uh, wildfire mm. to blow everything up. Which it was quite ironic when she was when Daenerys was blowing and burning everything to the ground. Some of the wildfire wildfire was going off. Yeah, I thought that was a that was a nice little nod to the fact that she's basically setting off the wildfire that her father never did. See, my my theory originally before I watched these episodes was that um, Daenerys was going to fly over the city and Cersei was going to set the wildfire off and then portray it as though Daenerys had just committed genocide. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that would be a really cool twist where she's like, she's, you know, she's like saying, no, I didn't burn them. I I didn't burn anyone. Yeah. Uh, and then Cersei has this war of like, uh, you know, popularity slash reputation, like almost propaganda against her saying, oh, yeah. she destroyed the city. And- There's so many things that D&D could have done. But they didn't. But they didn't. And even George R. R. Martin has gone out on record to say that he's bitterly disappointed with how this season has panned out. It wasn't what he envisaged, and he was very, very hurt and upset by what has happened and how people have reacted. Uh, I feel nothing but uh, real sorrow for him. Yeah, he's put his heart and soul into these. And (laughs) you can tell he had this... um, this non-disclosure agreement up until the last episode has just come out. Yeah. Because up until this, he wasn't tweeting about his own series. He was tweeting about The Last Kingdom going, oh, this is a really good series. I really enjoy it. Yeah. And you're thinking, that's a bad sign when he's tweeting about someone else's 
show. Yeah. Yeah, and now he's obviously come out and publicly scathing uh, what's been done. But my my question to George R. R. Martin is, why the fuck didn't you write the books? Because well, if you'd have written the source material, it would have gone exactly how you wanted it to go. But you decided to go and write some other books. Because it's money. But he would have made more coin yeah. by writing the last two books for the Game of Thrones. Either that or just having way more input. Yeah, he's clearly not... He, what he's done, and we've discussed this several times at work, is that he has told them the, the ending. Yeah. This is the ending. This in, is what happens. In case I have an accident. In case... How, yeah, how you get there is your artistic free will. He'll give them the bare bones. He'll be like, okay, so... Um, Jamie does get a, uh, get together with Brienne. They have a moment of passion, but Jamie does realize that inside he, uh, no matter how disturbing it is, he does still love Cersei, and you have to eventually get him back to Cersei uh, for him to die in her arms uh, as he tries to protect his his the one queen he's always been faithful to. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and. <laughs> That was portrayed with him <laughs> boning Brienne and then just doing a duck and run. Yeah, he's like, fucked you, now I'm fucking off. Yeah. Um, probably through guilt. I, I, The one thing that I think all fans can take away from season eight of Game of Thrones and the finale itself is the assassination of characters. Because near enough, every single major character has had a personality transplant since the end of season seven, since the collapse of the wall. Everyone seems to have had a complete change in personality. It's... Tell you who doesn't. Sandor. Sandor Clegane. Yeah. He's you know... the only one that stays truthful, and he dies like a girl. Well, he, he doesn't die like a girl, to be fair. Yeah, the, the, the death of the Hound is anticlimactic. is anticlimactic because Clegane Bowl should have been longer, epic. Yeah, it should yeah, have yeah. been longer, it should have been better. The Hound totally could have smashed uh, Gregor, mm. but it was just... Whoops, it, 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 it <laughs> we're was running poor. out of time. we out of time, let's just jump off the building. Um, you know, you, you, you've had, we've had some, some shocking deaths... Um, it started off as a bloodbath and then pitted out into a single death uh, at the end. I I was hopeful for more. Yeah, I figured that there would have been more deaths. I was thinking that there would have been like a small civil war-esque type thing to yeah. take the city back. That that would have been that would have been good. Grey Worm versus John would have been a good That would fight. have been epic. Can you even imagine? Especially after the old... Uh, I do what my queen says. Well, I'll fucking see about that. But then he goes and... <laughs> then he does it. his best. I'd like to speak to your manager, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where's your manager? Um, yeah. It, you know, the whole of season eight has been... Uh, it, it has been an absolute joy. It, it's been an absolute joy ride, I would say, because it was great at the beginning and then it went absolutely peak tongue at the end. Mm. Um, it has it kind of peaked at episode three and then completely nosedived faster than uh, well faster than a nosedive a plane completely losing all altitude and hammering itself into the sea 
to me it just wasn't enough it was there were glimmers of hope you know where the you know, the flames died out in the cockpit just long enough to you uh, for you to try and level it back out again only for the fires to come back and send you crashing into the cliffside yeah um and, and and I do believe that those who are watching it tonight will be disappointed. Will be disappointed, and the majority of our colleagues in the office, uh, we've said to them, "You're going to be disappointed. You know, don't build your hopes up." Yeah. Um, I can imagine a few people out there will be happy with it. They're like, uh, you know, they made the best of a bad situation, but it's a situation that they put themselves into. Um, some some notable. Uh, you notable know, things. Notable things. Uh, they filmed multiple endings. I'd like to see the other endings, please. Yeah. 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 That would be nice uh, as, as a bonus. Show us multiple endings, please. We'd like to see those uh, and let us be the judge of what we want. Um, uh, shout out to the water bottles in the scene uh, of all of the people, uh, the, the, what are they called? The council, when they're outside waiting for, for Tyrion and John. Uh, shout out to the water bottles hidden behind the legs. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, three water bottles that you can see hidden behind the legs. So uh, Doesn't beat a Starbucks, though, mate. Doesn't beat a Starbucks. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, you can't even see a name on it, so there's not even a shout-out to, to whoever it is, whether it be Evian or whatever. I'd imagine it'll be, like, Fijian or something. Oh, they'll be... just have removed the labels. Yeah. Just in case. But, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a very disappointing end to what has been fantastic series fantastic series at the beginning and you know managed to hold its own up until sort of season seven until it began to nosedive but they picked it up towards the end of season seven and then tanked it like they run out of time they run out of time and you know much like we have yeah uh you know we've run out of time just as uh you know D D ran out of time for uh Hell no! Don't talk about that. Like in terms of running out of time, they had an extended year to yeah. write something. Oh no, they, they had, had a shitload of time. Fourteen to do million dollars to write something. Yeah, and they come up with that. No, no. Yeah. Give me the same amount of time, same amount of money. I'll craft you a mega piece. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. You know, and that's we, we one could more do than a masterpiece. You know, fans could have done it so much better. But anyway, um, yeah. So overall, season eight. Absolute garbage, and the ending was not worth the uh, the what two year wait from season seven. Yeah, two wasn't, years wasn't worth it. Um, anyway, so that be that. Uh, there is a bonus podcast coming out, which is uh, an interview that I did with the guys behind Cambridge Comic Con. Please go and listen to it because it is a fantastic insight into Comic Con attendees and fans of Comic Cons going it and doing it themselves. Obviously, these guys are well connected. Um, and they have grand, grand plans for the Cambridge Comic Con. Uh, if you haven't got tickets, go and get them because trust me, with what they've got coming up, you are going to want to go to it. Um, and let's be honest, Cambridge very rarely gets anything. Um, there's also Feel the Force Day. The guys from Feel the Force Day will be back on the show. JJ and Simon will be back on the show in a couple of weeks' time once I can actually get them nailed down so that they can talk about uh, Field of Force Day XL. But uh, as it stands, you can still go and buy tickets. Um, we're not here next week because it's bank holiday. I'm on my holly bobs. Um, so we'll be back the week after. Um, leave us your thoughts uh, and reviews of 
uh, Game of Thrones, what yeah. you thought of it, uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and on Instagram. If you haven't subscribed, please do uh, on iTunes, Podbean, and everywhere else. And we will see you guys uh, in two weeks' time. Have a good one. We should be better at saying farewell by now. of love.